Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn off your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go, so that you can make the sound we broadcast as loud as possible. Taverncast. It's good beer, good friends, and great times. It's the show about hanging out with your friends over a few cold ones and laughing about the past week. It's unique music and classic variety show entertainment. Intriguing, unscripted roundtable discussions, sketch comedy, and spine-tingling radio drama. All blended together to make pure, 100% fun. Cargy-poo! Oh, Cargy-poo! What, what is it, Frowley? What is the spotted dick? The spotted dick, which I am sharing with Aloysius. Kurnkater refuses to That's it, in her mouth. Um, <laughs> We are so Ladies and gentlemen, I have a grave announcement to make. Something's happening. The manhole cover from down the street has just blown off. It flew some 10, 15 feet in the air and landed on a small car. And two of the firemen were... Wait a minute. Someone's crawling out of the sewer. Someone or something. We're going to hold a full inquiry into the cause of this, but right now is not the time to play the blame game. They're in the building. Oh my god. They're, they're actually scaling the sides of these skyscrapers here. We've, we've done our best here. They're 50 feet now, climbing right back. The Lord of Warcraft. When Malfurion saw his love fall, he went into a murderous rage and resolved to end Ashara's life. Ashara. You, Malfurion, are nothing. You've been injured again. Soon we'll be making another show on Tavakan. If you buy two, you can buy them each for $9.9995. Buy two, get two. That's an amazing bargain. Tavern Cast, the Fury of Love, 111-KKBBQFTW. We're drinking smoke beer! Yahoo! Schnell. <laughs> You know what I like about Tonga Tonga? It's the country so nice they named it twice. No, well, I think well, this is Schnell. a this is a great James Bond villain name. Tonga Tonga Schnell. <laughs> Schnell. <laughs> 
You expect me to talk tonga tonga snow? <laughs> no, Mr. Bond, I expect you to drink. Hey, Frank, what are you doing today? Oh, I thought I'd take over Dire Malice and convert my name to Alzin the Wild Shaper. Nice, nice. <laughs> are we still on for bowling on Sunday? Yeah, of course, of course. I gotta go piss on this tree a little bit, but after that, I'm all yours. Hello, this is Don Jose, Peruvian mastermind and warlord extraordinaire. <laughs> that is my burro. Shut up over there, burro. You think you can run at the speed of light, but you only run after speed of light. Go sit on that meteor more and suck in that gas. Wait, 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 wait. The burro runs at the speed of light? Absolutely. Absolutely. He runs at the speed of light. It is a world of magic and mystery. A world of high strangeness. I don't think you'd be surprised, but I did. I did read one of those articles in a uh, Cosmo magazine um, while I was in the pooper. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? There's a bunch of magazines in my bathroom. What's wrong with you? Don't you read when you take a? Sh I'm glad there's not a bunch of magazines in your pooper. Yeah, you guys should stop making fun of the Chinese. You know, the Olympics is happening. Yeah, that, that, we're proud of that. Sh <laughs> Oh, honey! Honey, we're out of eggs! Somebody forgot to go to the grocery store and get more eggs! I'm sorry! What do you want me to do? President! Do not worry, comrade. Here is some of the motherland's own vigorous chickens. <laughs> Laying an egg for you. Oh, thank God for you, President Putin! Come along as we take a look back at five years of the show and revisit some old friends as we count down to the premiere of the all-new Taverncast. For five years, Taverncast has been lightening the spirits and tickling the funny bone of tens of thousands of loyal listeners. Since its premiere on July 18, 2005, there have been 71 shows and two spin-offs, and everybody's got a favorite moment. My two favorite bits out of Taverncast would have to be Alvin the Petria from episode 27, when you guys are going through Die More. And Bill's epic evil laugh went on for about three or four minutes in episode 40. My favorite uh, episode would probably be the Endless Summer, but you know, uh, most hilarious would be the uh, Bill's impression of the tree pier from Jersey. My favorite TC moment would probably not even be from an episode as such, but from the uh, Timecast 20 promo, where Azros is peer pressured into taking a drink of beer and turns into the Azros cellar and has an epic showdown with the beer bot. Probably be when you guys went into Molten Core and had great success, and nobody expected that you'd do it. Mine has to be the Halloween episode where you, where the Murlocs were coming out. They're real and they're invading the world. Picking out a few of my most memorable moments is pretty difficult. When Card told his story about his failed EverQuest to real life marriage, that was extremely special. Not only is Card awesome and courageous and considerate for sharing that story, but I also thought it showed that you guys respected your listeners enough to, to really share a personal account like that. 
So my favorite Tavern Cats moment has got to be uh, the whole entire summer episode as a whole. Jokes still get me every time. I love the ghost story episode, and I received chills from Bill's trip to the creepy hotel. My favorite moment from more recent years, Infernal Bill's moment where you guys are drinking smoked beer, and he goes, Smoked beer! Whoa! I love President Putin's vigorous torso and that he always saves the day. My favorite TC moment would be the entire smoke beer episode. From the repetitive funny, funniness of you guys yelling Chanel back and forth to Bill screaming smoke beer at the top of his lungs to the James Bond back and forth. It was an hour and a half of nonstop laughing for me. Hey, my favorite Tavern Cast memory is Tavern Cast, The Fury of Love, 111-KK-BBQ-FTW. When uh, Sam uh, set up that baseball game against Gary's old time tavern, wait, no, that wasn't you guys. Um, oh, 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 who can forget the contest between George and Jerry? And, and, and No, I don't think that was you guys either. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to have to get back to you on the favorite moments. My favorite episode of you guys is I got to be the pork grind episode and the Murloc one. But I always really liked when Eloy would, would imitate the fans. That always just made me laugh very hard for long periods of time, you know, when you were like, Ah, Kevin you You know, that whole kind of thing. Because that's pretty much how I get when uh, whenever I hear a new episode of Tavern Cast. My favorite part of your whole Tavern Cast history has got to be from episode 26. Not only was the smoke beer part funny, but it was also when you guys decided to make fun of your listeners who were sending you hate mail. It's just one of the funniest things I ever heard. And I remember hearing it the first time early in the morning, and I just like, couldn't stop laughing. Listening from ages 14 to 19, what made Tavern Cast unique for me was that over the years, it gave me a very profound appreciation for the generation that grew up in the 80s. Your perfectly implemented audio segments and unparalleled brand of comedy will be with me forever. Tavern Cast, I cannot thank you enough for these past five years. I love the show so much, guys. Thanks for doing a hell of a job. In the Midwestern U.S. state of Michigan, in a small but lively college town called Ann Arbor, a tight-knit group of friends with a serious zen for performance walked into a bar, and Tavern Cast was born. Tavern Cast began with Michelle... Derek, Eric, and myself, along with a couple other close friends, at a local bar here in Ann Arbor, Michigan, called Ashley's. Bryce Irwin, Eloisius. And we would have these conversations at Ashley's that uh, would always end up uh, being incredibly funny, and actually a lot like Tavern Cast is now. It's not a whole lot different. And um, I remember pretty distinctly that we had at one point talked about making our bar conversations at Ashley into some kind of a movie. So we were going to bring a video camera and tape these conversations and then take the best of the conversations and put them into this little like comedy skit short film and then just have fun with it. And that ended up turning into podcasting because Eric brought up podcasting at one point as something new that was coming along. And it was sort of at the just the genesis of that whole communication forum. Ashley's. Ashley's was a really cool bar that we used to hang out at once, maybe once a week, and just um, talk about every everything actually, from the show to life to what's funny, what's stupid, and how we f***ed up the week before on in life. <laughs> Derek Chu, Karg. 
Yeah, it's it's kind of our gathering place. And thinking back, I think that that kind of really、um, was a huge part in the birth of Taverncast. And I went to Bryce and I said, you know, we should do a podcast. Eric Watson, Cromley. And so we went up into the, my、uh, third bedroom and we stuck a microphone into the bookshelf. And we didn't really have much of a plan, and we just kind of sat there and、uh, talked about Warcraft. And so then, as as Bryce would edit it all together, it kind of took on a, a virtual Ashley's with all the noise in the background and the clinging of the glasses. Michelle O'Neill, Kern Kater. Ashley's and but that whole picture that I had in my head is of cooler weather and friends. Being witty and funny, and at a bar that's kind of like a Cheers kind of a bar. When we realized, you know, that、uh, we needed to have some kind of a subject matter to talk about right away, we we're like, well, what are we talking right now at the bar? And primarily, it was World of Warcraft at that given moment, so we rolled with it. I got really interested in the area of podcasting and being an online celebrity, which I am today, but that's a separate issue.、Um, so. The idea of being able to give a real life, real life account or、uh, help other players in the game kind of sparked、uh, the concept of Taverncast. And then we put it out, not really expecting much. And I went on vacation with my family, and I come back and、uh, we actually had people listening to the show. So then we did another show, and then we found our bandwidth bills went absolutely skyrocketing, and we said, "Hmm, there's something going on here." And then we didn't do a show for like six months.、No. <laughs> <laughs> the production value of the show was so far beyond anything that I would expect out of a podcast. A lot of us were trying to just get content out and do good shows, and then here comes Taverncast with its old style radio show format. Michael Gaines, better known to longtime TC fans as Starman, is a fellow podcaster and early guest on the show. I just fell in love with the show immediately because they took old style radio, comedy, and World of Warcraft, put it together. And it was it was great, unsurpassed at the time. I was I just fell in love with it. Yeah. So the first studio was my third bedroom, which is、um, slightly larger than a bed. I mean, had a futon, and I think we had like another chair we would pull in, and we had like a cheap like one of those free mics that you get with when you buy a computer that are like on a stick mic wedged in between some books with、uh, a piece of styrofoam that somebody cut and stuck on the end as a windbreak, and、uh, we would all kind of like sit and like stick our heads around that thing and talk. That got replaced pretty quick. It became pretty clear that that was not going to work out well. My history began with with the show just by trying to network. I, I saw that that the show was was going places, and you know, and I and I said to myself that that's something that I'd really like to, even if not be a part of, but try to emulate in some way, because it was you know it was it was a really shooting star that way. Brian Wagner. Asros, but a lot of it was fandom on my part, where I would, you know, I was trying to be as active as a community member as I could for the show because I wanted to keep it going. And so once I got my show started, and it kind of got some legs as well, thanks to them, you know, we kind of meshed together with the first、uh, Halloween special that that happened, and 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 Bryce asked me to go ahead and and you know be a part of that, which was which was very neat. And then from there, I you know I kind of took a little. A spot as a guest to fill in here and there, and then eventually was a regular member for a while. So the second studio we decided to do in my basement. It had a number of things going for it. A, there was more room. B, there was more room. C, it's a lot cooler, and there's room to put in bar signs and things like that. We probably spent seven, eight dollars on uh, comforters, uh, multicolored comforters hanging from the the the、uh, rafters in the ceiling, 
and uh, and then we bought some mics. I think our first mic cost a, ho- a total of like I don't know, 40 bucks from Radio Shack, and um, and then we started decorating it, which is much more important. I first heard about Taverncast when I was looking on the internet for World of Warcraft podcast. Bill Tickner, Infernal Bill. So I looked up on the iTunes, and lo and behold, I found a few podcasts. And the coolest, most interesting one was a little one by the name of Taverncast. It was just four people, sounded like they were sitting in a basement, a bunch of friends just talking about this really cool game that they were very much into. When I first heard of Taverncast, it was Bryce and Michelle and Eric... Derek. And it was all about Warcraft. Bryce and I were friends and he was like, hey, we're doing this podcast. And I was like, well, that sounds cool. So I downloaded an episode and listened and it was just fun, man. I mean, everybody was just having a great time. And Mike Monin, Hawkeye. The editing made it sound just phenomenal and it sounded like it was in a bar and it was a lot of f- just fun. It was like, I could be having the worst day ever and I'd be sitting there and I'd be like, I'm going to pop this in and listen while I work. And it was like, it was kind of fun because everybody was in the same room. I, they had a website, I looked up on the website, and I joined the forums, and I started interacting with a number of the other fans, as well as the podcasters themselves, and after a certain amount of time, uh, I was asked to be on the show for a guest spot. The guest spot was Taverncast BBQ, the podcast of love, or something like that. I can't exactly remember what it was now. So my first experience with Taverncast, I got invited onto the show... Because it was the end of the world as we know it show, and I had just recently got off, gotten off a stint of being a paramedic, and so they wanted me to be kind of the, the medical guru guy. So I said, yeah, that sounds like a great time, so I'll go and try to talk about that stuff. And then, of course, we get on the show, and I don't even think we, we covered any of it. <laughs> I don't even think we talked about medical stuff. And I was delighted to do it, because uh, just to be involved in the podcast, it was something that was sounded fun and interesting and I did it and I think it got a pretty good reception amongst the fans and amongst the podcasters themselves and we had a good rapport and things just kind of took off from there and a spot opened up on the show uh, and they asked me to be on and the rest is history. On average, every edition of Taverncast takes nearly 14 hours to put together. From the planning to the studio recordings to the final post-production editing. Less than two of those hours are spent doing the actual recording session of the show. No scripts, just a little discussion and a lot of improv. The TC studio is part bar, part dimly lit basement, part broadcast booth. Ever wonder what it's like to record a TC episode? A typical recording session of Taverncast was organized chaos. We'd be drinking beer and things would kind of go to the wayside. That was a common theme, I think, through most of the show, where you'd start off with the best of intentions to do X, and you'd end up with, like, the cosine of X, because <laughs> because that's just the way it would go. I really liked it when we changed from the first studio to the actual official Tavern Cast Studios. I think the, the move from that small room with that futon we sat on and having to be so close and and down to where we had used all the comforters for baffling and we finally got the sound narrowed down but once we got in there and we got the mics on and got our headsets on it was almost like it just transported us to another place so eric's got the studio set up in his basement which is always a trip because it always you go down and the temperature changes and you <laughs> there's all the quilts hung around and 
The sound baffling for the studio was bought at the Goodwill, just giant early 80s comforters with these psychedelic patterns. I think one was like a fuchsia and orange with like a mauve kind of a color. It was the most ghetto thing, but it was awesome. And then we had Eric's model castles in the background, and we had little bits of this and old containers of that. and The beer's out and the lava lamp's going and... You know, the mixing, the old mixing boards there. It, it does get you in the mood to do some taping. It's kind of nice. But then you got all the other things. I, I like the the tiki aspects of everything. These coconut things with the faces on them. Or the Lowenbrow side one. I don't think anybody's going to drink a Lowenbrow around here. <laughs> and Eric, Eric's this master's miniature maker guy. And he's got all his miniatures all around. So you almost feel like you got a bunch of things like watching you it's almost like little legos everywhere but it's uh, a little cooler well i don't know about that maybe it's not cooler <laughs> it was it was an it was a really nice background to kind of come back to all the time it made it feel kind of homey i really enjoyed the hanging out part i mean i know i'm being paid to say this but eric and bryce are really nice people they really are i'm not being paid to say this they didn't bribe me or threaten me so they are really nice people and i love them very much every time that we went to record something would screw up with the audio it would take us we'd go to say okay we're going to start at five we'd start at 6 30 because we'd be farting around for an hour and a half trying to get it all fixed you know i i can remember very clearly all the um multiple takes that we had to do because uh, i refused to cooperate with the crew and i would always break out of the script if you will. I think there was one night where I remember sitting in Eric's basement. I think because of me, we had to stay pretty much an hour more just to record the damn show. I don't know. That was fun to me. It was probably, you know, horrendous experience for the rest of them, but I enjoyed it. The headphones that I had always had black Flexa stuff coming off of it. So every time we recorded, I'd come off and I'd have my ears would be covered in plastic. <laughs> I'd find them on the way home going, what the hell? Oh, I've got the earphones on. I forgot I had the earphones on. The, the recording times to me were the most fun. I, I remember when I was on there looking forward to it and knowing that, you know, whatever it was going to be that night, even if I had a total crap day at work, that we would be able just to get on and, you know, at, at that point, talk about a game that we all loved. Content-wise, it could have been garbage, but I just knew that we were going to have a blast and hopefully be entertaining to the listeners, too. We wouldn't do this show if there weren't people that were listening to it and appreciating it. That said, firstly, I think we'd do the show for us because... We have such a high standard of what we want this audio sounding like. We want it to sound better than any other podcast out there. And I think that comes across in the in the high production values the show's always had and in the amount of, of effort that we put into trying to think about topics and keeping the conversation going and getting um, guest hosts and all this other stuff. I mean, that, that goes into the quality of the production of it. But it wouldn't really be anywhere if people didn't appreciate that as well. And so I think... The fans that we have that have listened to the show are instrumental in making the show what it is. If you've listened to TavernCast from the beginning, you're already well aware of the moments. It's those parts of the show that you find yourself laughing at months later, or listening to long after the show has aired. Animal crackers, spotted dick, rampaging murlocs of mass destruction... Don Jose in the Superborough, the lore of Warcraft, crop circles, cattle mutilations. What's your favorite moment of the show? 
I think one of the moments was when we saw that bandwidth bill and realized, oh, hey, wow, there's people actually downloading this crap. <laughs> yeah, I think our initial reaction upon getting the $800 bandwidth bill was, um, that's like more than my mortgage payment, and we don't have the money in the bank to pay for this, and uh, I don't know what the hell we're going to do. And so pretty soon after that, we started asking for donations. We did this whole show, so we showed up, and, in the, and when we were doing this before, we were meeting here in Michigan at like 11 p.m. So we would do like 11 p.m. to like 2 a.m. or 1 a.m. at a minimum. You know, it's late, everybody's drinking, and we're just trying to get the thing done. And we work our butts off and do all this. And we get to the end, and we're like, okay, great. That's a, that's a good show. And Bill goes, oh, I didn't record it. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> like, I'm like, what? <laughs> I just stayed up till 2 a.m. doing this, and you didn't record it? <laughs> nice going, Bill. <laughs> I think that's what we named the show, too, wasn't it? My most memorable times doing the show, one are the Tavern Cast field trips. And that was so fun. The way that came together, we, I remember having that vision and brainstorming with everybody else how exactly we're going to do this. Sort of a retro field trip, even with like the warble where you kind of... And you know the the person was talking like this throughout the entire the, throughout the entire video. I think those came together so well, and then it ended up being everything I envisioned and so much more funny and informative and fun. Love, love, love the way that turned out. I remember driving back from a birthday party once, and I I had tavern cast on. I was laughing so freaking hard. Whatever it was, just I had to pull over and stop and laugh. The lore segments were just phenomenal. To, to take the story of Warcraft, Kern's voice and, and the little echo that was done and the, the music and the sound effects and, and, and the way that she told us the, the narration, great. Just great stuff. And of course, Karg Lover. Because <laughs> we always wondered whether or not that was real. And the second category of my most favorite things of the show are the intros that I did. I really had a blast. It was really an opportunity to be creative, to think of something out of the box. Every week was something different. I feel bad to a certain extent <laughs> because of the work and the hell that I put Bryce through having to edit together these sort of grand ideas. And I remember a couple of them. He said, you know, when we did that whole that whole high concept theater of the mind intro, m maybe not that for next week, because that took me literally 3000 hours to put together. So but every single one of them were fun from the the ones where we did the uh, mock up of the NFL and to the one where, you know, we're on the beach and, you know, getting suntan lotion and then you have to turn into Superman and fly back into the studio to the one that we're on. On the airplane, which ended up being kind of long, but it, it still cracks me up every time I hear it. The tavern cast take me away. I I really loved all those intros. You know, the moment that I'm sure a lot of people will remember the, the why can't we be friends moment. I, I think that's probably one of the, the, the better moments that I remember just because a lot of times just the comedy aspect of the show just flowed. Without looking at each other, we could still figure out kind of who was going to be the straight man and how we could set things up. But I just felt like so many things clicked into place and it was just still, you know, if I go back and listen to it today, I'm pretty sure I would just kind of wheeze my face off. My overall best moment on the show, I my gut says to say the production of and creation of the Halloween episode War of the Murlocs. However... Having said that, there is something else that really sticks out to me, 
And that is a letter we received from one fan in particular who was an Iraqi war veteran who lost both of his legs in Iraq and sent us a letter saying that during his recovery after losing his legs, he listened to Taverncast over and over again. And it's one of the things that helped him get through his recovery and find some something to laugh about and keep his head up during the recovery. And uh, I think... I think I was moved by that then, and I'm moved by it now, and frankly, it's letters like that, and we've gotten a few that have have made the most impact on me as to why the show still has value, even if sometimes it's hard or difficult to do. Uh, well, lots of memorable moments, moments of just uh, essentially just screwing around, drinking and laughing. <laughs> the uh, I remember quite well the uh, recording the, the Murloc, War of the Murlocs one, with my sister and making all the sound effects and we had some other people down here we're all screaming and yelling and I half expected the uh, neighbors to call the cops on us by far the most memorable show was the War of the Murlocs show for me we put so much effort into that in getting all the different voice talent and coming up with creative ways to get the foley for the show and the storyline was I thought brilliant um, and putting it all together I think was just an absolute highlight something that I was really proud of I think it's one of the one of the more proud moments that I have there's there's the whole War of the Murlocs thing which was so well done Lindy and I had so much fun put, doing that I mean we sat here right where I'm sitting now and, and we banged that thing out and we just we just had a great time doing it it was my favorite episode because of the amount of sheer time that went into it and talent assembled to make it and artistry involved in producing it and I think the final product stands as one of my personal finest achievements but maybe the f- one of the finest moments of the show as a whole. I think I think I could combine many moments of the show and say that altogether the show has had some really great maybe probably funny moments but that even though it wasn't so high on comedy was was killer in as far as being a quality event and pretty proud of that probably the politics show because <laughs> me and bill it was like all anticip- we were all anticipating these big arguments because obviously bill's crazy to the right <laughs> i really loved the the show where we did the smoke beer there was no beer that we did that was like smoke beer and I don't think I've ever had a beer in my entire life that was anything like smoke beer and I was totally unprepared for it. I mean Bryce comes in with his high fluting, oh, I've got a beautiful beer for you guys today. This is authentic German beer. I mean, I, I mean we try this thing and it's like I mean it's drinking carbonated beer with bacon and smoky and it's just horrible. When I think I finally finished off my second bottle, I started to enjoy smoked beer, which was just the weirdest thing. I never thought I would enjoy it. The the highlight of the show, probably the 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 um the crazy shit that we do. I mean, of course, we have always the infamous animal cracker freaking 2-pound box or 5-pound box. You know, just being able to try different beers, I think was the highlight of of the show for um to 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 actually record the show. Um, and that was something that 
everyone enjoyed. I think I can I can probably safely speak for everyone is the drinking part of the show. And actually, that has kind of carried on to、um, to my real life. I guess I've been I'm on a mission to actually try every freaking beer in the world now. Are these tavern casters? What are they really like? Let's find out in their own words and the words of their fellow cast members. Let's start with the newest member of the crew, Mike Monin, a reoccurring guest host throughout season three. He steps up to become the eighth host of the show. My role on Tavern Cast, I'm still trying to figure that out. I mean, I'm I'm kind of I'm the I'm the newbie. I'm the new guy. Anytime a gaming situation comes up, I'm the the voice of the noob. And the first time Mike hit on me, it was a little uncomfortable. He's just this dude. We found this homeless guy that we found. We're like, hey, would you be on our internet show if we gave you a sandwich? And he said, oh, a sandwich. And so, you know, we brought him in. Uh, we hose him down with bleach and、uh, something to kill lice, and there you go. I I know I've known Mike for for a few years before he joined the show, and、I、think on the show he kind of showed that he can actually have fun, not not as boring as I thought he was. Now it's cool. It was cool to see a different side of Mike come out through the show, and to be able to exchange words with him,、uh, have you know. Uh, a casual conversation with him、uh, through the show, so that was pretty cool. Mike Monin is a giant of a man. I mean, literally, the guy is seven feet tall. I think I first met him、uh, up in Northern California when we went、um, when we went wine tasting, which is you know sort of weird. I mean, you know, he was all like, "I love the wine." I'm like, "Dude, okay, whatever." So we went wine tasting with Mike Monin, and、um, the guy is、uh, is a giant. Raving lunatic, essentially. I mean, he is—you、uh, know—he's—he's very—he's、um, very passionate. He's—he's—he's he's,、um, he's a passionate man. He's a good kisser, very good kisser.、Um, uses a little too much tongue. Sometimes he gets it so the tongue just rubs right on the tip of your teeth, you know, like, a, and it's—it's kind of hot. I mean, it makes my nipples hard. But other than that, he is.、Um, He's a very down-to-earth sort of lunatic.、Uh, you know, he'll go ranting and raving、uh, and batshit crazy,、um, and then at the in the very next minute, he'll、uh, you know give you a nice back rub. So he is、um, he's a great great addition to the show, and by great I mean terrible because I really don't know what he's doing on the show or what he's able to bring.、Uh, let's see, Mike's really into soccer and politics, and his politics jive so well with Bryce and Bill. That our politics show is definitely one of the best shows, and I can't wait till we do another political show. Mike is the guy who I honestly could have seen being on the show from the beginning if he had just gone to the Ashleys' nights five years ago and also played World of Warcraft. He's a he's in the same vein as、uh, as Eric and Michelle, and that he's a local friend that we've known a long time. But there's a there's sort of an easy personality aspect of the guy that、uh, that melds well with the show. So I think that I think I would have seen him on the show from the very beginning had he been there. He is a hilariously funny guy, and he's got kind of the same wit that Eric does. In that suddenly out of nowhere, bam, he'll hit you with a zinger, just like Eric does. Just bam, and it's just the funniest thing you ever heard. Mike and Bill have this weird thing going on that is actually kind of funny, and I don't know if it's something that. They've 
they've talked about or if it's an unstated rivalry, but there's definitely a rivalry between the two. They talk over each other. They have opposite viewpoints on different things. They seem to always have just a little bit of tension there, but I actually know for a fact that these guys actually get along really well. So I'm not sure what, what that's all about, but maybe Mike, maybe we'll find out more in this new season of Taverncast. All right, guys, how are you? This is Mike Monin from uh, Taverncast. Uh, I live out here in Michigan. I don't know if you guys noticed because of the, uh, you know, the way I talk and everything. Um, is this some kind of gaming show you guys got going on? Because, uh, oh, Jesus, you guys are talking about World of Warcraft. I thought this show was done with that phase. Because if it is, I, you know, I'm not going to be able to do that. I mean, you know. I gotta come up with a name. Uh, hmm. I, I guess I could come up with a name from Mash. Uh, it's a thirty-year-old TV show. That's all right. I mean, everybody knows thirty-year-old TV shows like Mash. I mean, everybody knows the Vietnam War and what's going on over there. I mean, that's exactly what's going on in Afghanistan and the the, the weapons of mass destruction that they didn't find in Iraq. I mean, you know, Vietnam. What are all those vets going to do if they don't have Obamacare? That's what I'm talking about. So you can call me Hawkeye. That's what my name is going to be because I goddamn believe in it. I goddamn believe in Vietnam and Obamacare and the no weapons of mass destruction because I'm an American patriot here in God-loving the heartland of uh, Michigan. Go Wolverines. That's what I'm saying, baby. Thank you. After appearing as a guest on early shows, longtime fan and podcaster Brian Wagner joined the program full-time during Season 1. His laid-back sense of humor was the source of many classic TC moments. Azros is, as a character, I try to be as much me as possible. In person, I'm probably a little less outgoing, especially in social situations, but it's easier to be more outgoing when you, A, are in a room by yourself with a headset on, and B, when you're with people that you have a good rapport with, you know, and, and you can get that that comedic timing and stuff like that. I, I think I, I definitely was not playing a character on the show. I was who I was. Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? Brian Wagner was a very funny part of the show. He had a very dry presentation. He wasn't afraid to do over-the-top sort of comedy. I mean, he'd sing. He sang on the show, right? And he would... Uh, you know, make fun of the other cast members on the show, and he would get pretty verbose and dynamic, and yet the vast majority of the time he was a very understated presence, very laid-back, kind of low-key demeanor, and I think that made for a very interesting and funny personality. Brian was the first non-local host that we had to the show, brought on basically because we just we liked the guy and we thought he was funny. He ran another show called Gamecast Online, which is uh, another show about video games, and it was a pretty successful show. But more so, Brian, like uh, Bill, was one of the first people in the forums and had been a long-time forum lurker. He was uh, an intriguing personality, and I think we decided that uh, bringing him on was a good idea for the show, and it, it was proven right. People really liked him, and I think Brian brought a lot of humor to the show. I think Azros, was, he brought a lot to the show. I think in some ways he kind of fulfilled the role that Bill fills in that he had a tendency to break into song and say crazy funny shit that's always valuable on our show. Hey everybody, this is Brian Wagoner. We're here on Tavern Cast, and uh, 
and Bryce, jeez, you just yell all the time. Why, why, why can't we? I'm Bryce. Look at me. Why, why can't we be friends? Why? Hey, anybody got Chicago? I love Chicago. Oh, that's the greatest band of all time. Each man one way, each horse one stamp, each church one footer, each master to his own technique. The original Tavern Cast Funny Man is Derek Chu. His character, Card, is one of the most requested voices by fans of the show. And so my role was really to have fun and be myself. Really,、um, I don't think I think there were scripts, and, and we tried to formulate scripts for for my character, but that never really worked out.、Uh, at least I saw Card as a character that brought out the fun in everyone. You know, if you will,、uh, talk a lot of bullshit, a lot of things that don't make sense. It's supposed to be English, you know, kind of make it into English.、Uh, English.com, by the way, you guys should check it out.、Uh, I personally love the site, so I can talk about anything, everything, and nothing, and it'll still be fun. Derek was、uh, actually on the very first TavernCast, so the, the original TavernCast cast was Eric, Derek, and myself. I don't think though that when we did the show, we had any clue whatsoever that Derek was going to come in and be the guy that he was on that show. I mean, he's a funny guy in person, but he's a lot more serious in person than he ever was on TavernCast. Derek on TavernCast is not Derek; he is Card. There is a complete and distinct difference. Every other cast member on TavernCast, I can say without a doubt, has similarities to their actual character in real life. They're they're pretty close to who those people actually are, except for Derek. Derek is Card on TavernCast. He's crazy. He says ridiculous things. I think his IQ drops by about 500. It, it's amazing that guy. Derek's a goofy guy. I mean, you know, I kind of I was able to come into the show when his real life stuff kind of picked up. So I guess if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have had the opportunities I did. He's a, he's an odd cat. I mean, he he definitely brought a, a a very different personality to the show. How much of it is real and how much of it was a character? You know, I guess that will be the million dollar question forever. But so Karg. The character and myself in real life. Besides the height, I mean, even the height where I'm really short in in real life. So well, I'm not short. I'm five seven. Car Car in on the show is pretty much a one to one reflection of who I am in real life. Who, who you know,、um, it's just pretty much a carefree person, carefree character. So whether it's Car on the show or it's Derek.、Uh, Um, you probably be embarrassed. I'll, I'll probably embarrass you in public. So <laughs> there's there's really no holds barred with me in character or in person. Derek is very serious when he's on mic. I mean, he just that's just the way he is. He talks very abruptly and speaks like that.、Um, and and he would say these inane things out of the blue, like you're talking about the game, and all of a sudden it would be the topic would be Cheetos, and you have no idea how you got there. Pork rinds. Like, how did we? How the hell did pork rinds ever get into the show? I thought he was hysterical, very funny. I mean, the character that he portrayed on there was one of a complete. Idiot. I mean, sort of could barely speak the language, not really paying attention, not really coherent, or you know, being able to string a sentence together, and you know, really didn't know much about what he was talking about, other than being able to use lead speak. And then when I met him in person, 
he's exactly what I thought he was on the show. I mean, he's a sort of a, a small, gangly sort of Asian man, you know, sickly looking in the face. And, you know, he, he's not quite a gnome. He's a little taller than an actual gnome, but he still talks awkwardly in leap speed. You know, it's like, what the WTF, noob? And I'm like, why the face? I mean, what are you, what are we referring to? <laughs> That's funny. All right, Derek, now we can leave the world. I couldn't, I couldn't string a sentence together with the man. Derek obviously filled a role in the show of saying crazy random shit that didn't let us all uh, either make fun of him or make fun of whatever he said, <laughs> which is valuable in many ways. I'm just thinking back to our summer summer show where he was talking about reading Cosmo and the Pooper. <laughs> That's a pretty good example of the, the role that Derek tended to fill in the show. He kind of filled the, f- the, the female role on the show, even more than Kern Katera. <laughs> and, you know, I suppose you need that on the show. Derek <laughs> is the giant wild card of any recording session. Nobody knows what's going to come out of his mouth. <laughs> he's got... He's got material. He doesn't even know he's got material, and he's got material just like put it out there. <laughs> he doesn't even know it. That's hilarious. He's got his own following of people, which I can understand why, because he's so, just so off the wall. I never realized that that level of um, popularity. No, I, I never realized that there was a subset or a sub subset or or a sub 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 of a subset uh, of people who actually liked the character. I was just having fun, and I think that kind of showed in you know through my character. It's um it's a tragedy, really. I think he's uh, nowadays he's he's back at the home, which is good. They've upped his meds. Um, and I think that's a good thing. He's making positive, uh, real affirmative steps in his life. Um, so he's no longer sleeping in the gutter. And that whole thing with the, you know, with the bacterial infection, they call it. I mean, I'm not sure if it was bacterial. I think that's cleared up. And he finally got those teeth fixed as well. So he's on the road to recovery. Let's all say a prayer and, uh, and hope for Derek that, uh, that things just keep looking good. By all accounts, Michelle O'Neill was the first female gamer podcaster at a time when there were few women on the mic at all. Her thoughtful take on topics and infectious laugh have garnered the love of fanboys the world over. What did I do on Taverncast? There was so much that I did on Taverncast. You know, I I really carried the show. No, I'm kidding. I think I added a a different perspective than the guys did because the guys... The guys are guys, you know, they're, they, uh, they feed off of each other really well, back and forth. Bill, Bryce, and Brian all had those kinds of, you know, back and forth interactions. And I think I tried to keep things a little bit more on, on key. There's a different dynamic there with a woman and men as opposed to just all men, or even if it were all women. I think the mix that we had between myself and the guys, I think it worked out really well. I think Kern Katera fulfills a number of roles on the show. Back when we were doing Warcraft stuff, she was certainly the person who was most into the lore of Warcraft, obviously. Way into the, the RP stuff there for a while. Bryce and, and Kern were both more into like the, the geeky Star Trek kind of stuff that apparently our show has to cover, despite my best efforts. Michelle was one of the first people on the show really to, to kind of welcome me in with, uh, with open arms that way. She was very accepting and uh, she and I had very similar senses of humor, and we really got along well that way. And and it was one of my first real, you know, 
quote unquote friendships on the show. She's she's just a sweetheart, and she was always always very nice to me, and and she was always there to to kind of push the rest of us along when content got dry or if we started getting a little worn out after a while. She was definitely one of the one of the major gears in in that machine. The babe, she is Michelle is totally the babe of Taverncast. Super hottie awesome i mean the greatest was off air when she would just hit on me like crazy i'd be like look i mean i know this is a professional relationship and everything but we you know we gotta keep it on the i'm i'm a married man and she nonstop with the texting the sexting as it were and you know all, all the the love notes and everything it's it was a little bit embarrassing to and and um and you know it was it was flattering to a certain extent um you know to get a bouquet of roses on valentine's day from michelle i mean i i didn't expect it um my wife didn't expect it, it but it was cool it was it was really cool it was we kept it on a very professional relationship that one time when she did show up in a bathing suit at my house i mean again a little weird. Some people would think that was stalkerish, but I knew it was all in good fun, so I just had a good laugh and said, I'll talk to you on Sunday, and she flew all the way back to Michigan. That was, she is one hell of a gal. I love, love, love Michelle and uh, what she brought to the t- what she brought to the show. The lore of Warcraft. And then Gargamel, shat upon the Smurfs. <laughs> Michelle, I don't, you may not know this, I think, I think, that Michelle was the first female gamer chick podcaster uh, at a time when there were very few podcasts about anything and very few gaming podcasts. And uh, it gives her somewhat of a distinction of being the first one. And I, I think I'm I, we could be wrong about that. I've never had anybody prove it otherwise. But I do remember getting a, a lot of people in the show early on that were thrilled that we had a girl on the show. And the fact it's all guys, obviously, who are gamers predominantly, I think they were pretty geeked out that there was a chick on the show. So um, she brought a lot to it with her perspective as a female right away, honestly. Just the fact that she's a woman on the show with a bunch of dudes was good. And I think Michelle always brought a level, even though she's funny and she can be crazy and say really funny things, I think she actually acts as a guiding and restraining force to the guys on the show because I know now after doing shows without her, there's often less of a a restraining force and the subjects we go delving into are things that would never be delved into with the feminine presence on the show. Krunkater on the show is me for the most part. I, I find the kinds of things that we found interesting on the show interesting in real life because you know there's no point in talking about something if we're just going to make it up i do genuinely genuinely love to cook i like michelle 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 my bell i don't know how to sing that song but you guys know what i'm saying she was pretty much like the mother of the brood she kept us in line her character in on the show you know kind of made it not so sexist uh that that appealed to a lot of the audience, I think, if there were any users, listen, listeners out there who are female, and also the males who got in touch with your feminine side. All these fanboys are all following me. <laughs> I just don't know what I'm gonna do. But all these guys, I don't even like. I don't even like that they're following. Oh, another one. <laughs> I'm Michelle, and this is the lore of Warcraft. Sumi Masen Oh, Oteorai, Onigashimas, Watashi wa Godzilla. 
Michelle is great to record with because she brings such great energy. I mean, she's 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 full of energy, which brings up the energy in the room, which kind of gets everybody more involved. Um, she brings up the energy though, stepping on people. Cock, cock, pull out the script. Stop, stop, cock. Derek, stop, stop that. And one thing I always admired about Michelle and how she was uh, was how she carried herself amongst all the very sophomore men around here if you can call them that but uh she had this great radio voice she, she sounded great on air okay tavern casters we're here with uh, the rest of everybody this is tavern cast number ah oh, you guys i fucked it up i'm sorry i really i really fucked that up okay hold on hold on hi this is michelle o'neill i'm sorry oh fuck. i'm not supposed to use my name what the fuck is my name bryce do you have my name Jesus. Kern, Kern, Katera. Where the fuck did I even come up with that name? <laughs> All right, give me some more spotted dick. Okay, not now. Later. Okay. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Hi, everyone. This is Tavern. This is Tavern Cast number 36. I'm Kern, Katera. Eric, please. Come on, you're Cromley. Will you please get your shit together and bring it up? Uh, seriously, people. Ah. <sighs> I'll be right back. You just guys tell me when you're ready because I do not deal with this kind of relate. I do not deal with this kind of amateur podcasting. I'm a professional, people. A World of Warcast uh, is... They're calling. Starman, hello. He's calling right now. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, please. I make noises. TC's one-man voice acting army... Bill Tickner is beloved for his many characters. From the superheroic Don Jose to Fred the Nehru, Bill brings an arsenal of comedy to the show. My role on the show is to be the world's biggest jackass. No, I um I see myself being on the show and just having a ton of fun. Just being myself, letting my hair down, not being a partner at a law firm or a or a dad or whatever, just being with a bunch of friends and joking around and having a lot of fun. Sometimes it's to tease my fellow castmates. Sometimes it's to lead a topic or sometimes it's to take it in an odd direction. But anything that I find funny, I try to exploit it to the hilt. I think Bill's primary role in the show is to scream and sing and do impersonations. I think that pretty much covers it, right? And he does, he does awesome intros. He's like our he's like our uh, voiceover uh, go to guy. So I can't do an impersonation to save my life. Bill can impersonate anything as long as it sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger or um, Pedro, the super llama guy. He's got one of those personalities that just kind of brings everybody to him. He's he's very magnetic that way. He's got a great sense of humor. He's, the guy's got a great voice, and he's and he's just he's just a genuinely good guy. Bill was a listener. I actually think his original forum name was Old Bill, and uh, I I personally thought Bill, when you couldn't hear his voice and he was leaving these very you know literate, well-spoken responses to our to our our shows and and comments on our forums, was a really old guy. Not just because it was Old Bill, but just because he seemed the most mature guy on the forums, and I was convinced that Bill was like this 65-year-old dude. You know, who somehow was like laid up in his house on disability playing Warcraft or something listening to our show. And it turns out, you know, Bill is not that way at all. He's probably one of the most animated sons of bitches ever. Bill, 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 what can I say about you, Bill? It depends on what time of the day I talk to you, and it depends on 
what you had for dinner, and it depends if you've had a beer or not.、Uh, you could be Bill the President, you could be Bill、uh, the Hyena, you could be Bill the Mickey Mouse, the Donald Duck. So he, he's a very, very talented person, and he really brings a lot of our shit to life. All right. It, it kind of made our show a real show. Bill is that guy who can do anything with his voice. When I first heard Bill, I could, and I didn't know he was a lawyer, I thought he was a used car salesman. He's got that kind of, hey, how are ya? How you doing? I just got the feeling this is, okay, here's a guy who's you know, incredibly animated, loves his voice, is very confident, and, and would be a great addition to the show. And I'm so glad that we got him on board. Bill, my nemesis. <laughs> Bill's hilarious. He's、uh, super bright. And super white and super, <laughs> super just like, just that geeky, funny guy, humor guy. And, he's, and he can be acerbic and funny and you don't care. And it's, you know, you have a good time. And he can sing and he can, I'm betting he can dance. You know, he does impersonations and he's great, man. He's totally talented and a lot of fun. Hi, I'm Bill. I'm from California. I,、um, I'm a. Pretty good podcaster. I'm impersonator. I have good voice. My voice is sexy. All the women love me. So I never much got into soccer. When soccer! Hi, I'm Don Jose! I'm going to be talking about soccer! Can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? So, you know, when I was young, I was more into football. Ha ha! Football! He's always talking like this. It's amazing. Everything is fantastic. It's wonderful. I can't imagine what it must be like to live with Bill because everything has got to be stupendous! Get to the chopper! Hurry up, get to the chopper! Oh, oh that Well, hello, Tavern Casters! This is Infernal Bill, and I am using and funny and great and awesome looks and all the different voices I can do. Watch, I can do Tom and Jerry. It's a terrible Popeye impersonation. But I can do tons more. I've got a million different impersonations. Anybody want to please me? Come on, somebody pat me on the head. Please, somebody, anybody, anybody, give me a positive affirmation. I need positive affirmation. Come, buddy, please laugh. Make some good comments for us on the webcast.、Uh, nobody's going to be doing it. Anybody here? Okay, go ahead, Bryce. Bryce, okay, you guys, go ahead. Okay, sorry, it's been two seconds. I haven't said anything. I gotta say something more! It's so ordinary and so funny! Okay, watch, this is gonna be a great segment. I've got a great idea. We're gonna do a segment. We're gonna go back to the world of Warcraft, but it's not gonna be Warcraft. We're gonna go to Star Wars. We're gonna do the Star Trek MMO. Did I say Star Wars? I didn't mean Star Wars. We're gonna do the Star Trek MMO. It's gonna be so awesome. We're all gonna take different positions on the bridge. I'm gonna be the captain because I'm so awesome. And Eric's gonna be the helmsman because, you know, whatever. And Bryce is gonna be chief of security because, you know, he's Richard. And Kirk and Tara, whatever. I mean, it's gotta be Uhura. She's sort of black. Okay, it's great. And now we're gonna go, and Eric's gonna go, uh, Bill, Captain Bill. We've、uh, located some enemy decloaking Klingons in the Nebula Sun. I can be. Oh my god! Ray Shields, red alert! Awesome! Alright,、uh, Aloysius, you gotta beam over to the Klingon's bird of prey and knock that shit out. And he's gonna be like, that's awesome! I'm totally gonna go. Okay, fine, just get out of here. This is my time. Don't talk anymore. Great! Okay, Kirk, it's here. Can you give us some of the lore on the behind the scenes of the Klingons? Well, yes, I think the Klingons have dated back for thousands of years and have been war with the Federation. Alright, shut up. That's enough of you. More about me. Awesome! <laughs> oh, that's funny. The usually understated presence of Eric Watson is an anchor to an otherwise raucous show. That is, until he hits you out of nowhere with some of the most notable one liners in TC history. 
So my role in Taverncast is apparently I'm the one who runs all the computer shit and the website and the forums and uh, tracks all the donations. And, well, I don't have to do the pre-edit anymore. Apparently Bryce is going to do that now. Eric's kind of the the operations manager of Taverncast. Eric is the guy in the power plant on the floor who keeps the power plant running. Eric is the guy who gets the cars built. Eric is not management. Eric is operations. Without Eric, there would be no Taverncast. So Eric makes sure that like the record button is pressed and that the microphones are, you know, getting the proper inputs, that everybody's got headphones, that the files are recorded correctly and sent out to their proper places. He makes sure the website works. He makes sure the forums work. And he doesn't do any of this without complaining a hell of a lot. Yeah, I own the studio, technically. It's in my basement. If you want to visit, you can visit. Uh, it's just a $10 entrance fee. I'm not going to give it a little <laughs> I don't need these TC people showing up. Somebody might get shot. Eric is really the nuts and bolts of Taverncast. And when I say that, in order to get things done technically, Eric's really at the forefront of that. If there is one person that makes Taverncast go in that sense, it's definitely Eric. He is the one who has the know-how and the experience and who's really good at making it go. Eric is definitely a dry personality. I mean, the, the guy is very deadpan and... What you see is what you get with him, and he's definitely a very hard-working guy, and he really worked hard to put a lot of stuff in the background. And uh, the, the best memories I have of working with Eric is just whether it was Bryce and I just riffing back and forth or, you know, whatever, and us talking. And he, he would just come in out of nowhere with the lightning bolt zinger, and you wouldn't even see it coming, and that was probably some of the better moments. He's, uh, he's a real, real sharp guy and knows what he's doing, and he definitely, definitely knows the, the key to his comedic timing. Eric, I've known for a while, and he's he's just so, like, straight man. You know, he's so serious, but then he'll, like, riff off this, like, cut line that you're just, like, it just knocks you off your seat. Cause you're just, like, he just nailed it, you know? And it, he'll so he'll sit there all quiet and then just blast you. He's really good, and obviously he, he does all the, all the technical stuff. To record with Eric, it is, it's always an adventure with him, because I can never tell if the subject matter we're going to be discussing is up his alley. Because when Eric is excited about something, or when he's interested in a subject, he will talk about it, he'll be involved in the discussion um, back and forth. But when he's not, he just kind of sits back, and then every now and then you'll hear this thing come out of his mouth, like some kind of deadpan comment that will just take you completely by surprise and make you laugh your ass off. He's he's really awesome that way in his just his 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 deadpan wit and I've always loved that about working with him. Eric, you wanna we're putting this trip together to go to California, you wanna go? Alright. <laughs> Eric is the most enigmatic figure on the show. Uh, and by enigmatic, uh, I have no idea what I mean. What, but what I'm trying to say, though, is that Eric on the show, you'd think that he's, you know, he's quiet, he's stealthy, he's the rogue, he's, he's sort of sarcastic. But in actuality, the man is a frickin' party animal. Seriously, if you ever do, if you ever part, if you, anybody within the sound of my voice, ever get the chance to party with Eric the Cromley Watson. This guy is off the hook. I mean, seriously, I have never... I mean, you know, Paris Hilton came down. She, she says the man is huge. Seriously, he's huge. The way this guy can rock it from his dance moves, seriously, to his stylish demeanor, all right, to his witty 
repartee. The man can hold a conversation. They do these shows. They do these radio shows. The most interesting man alive. No. The most interesting man alive is Eric the Cromley Watson. I'm telling you now, people, get it while it's hot. You have to stand in line to get a time with Eric Watson. Women adore him. Men respect him. Dogs hump his leg. It's unbelievable the man is a force of nature. They don't call him the Poon Typhoon for nothing. I'm just saying. So for those who don't know Eric, he is as geeky as you can get. Eric is the person who would probably, if given a chance and not at the risk of getting laughed at, would line up at Best Buy two nights before a game is released. Eric brought a lot of dry, sarcastic humor to the show. And, and I think if listeners go back and listen, re-listen, you can catch a lot of Eric's more subtle jokes, which I thought was kind of cool. Yes, princess, I've got the mics fine. Fine, fine, whatever, I'll save it in this folder. Whatever you want, Mr. Director. God, how long do we have to be down here? Sucks. I'm just going to close the forum so nobody can sign in. I hate these spammers. Just gonna close it all down. I just want to sit here, drink my beer, eat my peanuts and ramen. That's all I want to do. Uh, hi, this is Eric. Uh, um, yeah, this is Cromley. Yeah, whatever. Seriously. Okay, this week on the Rogues... Co- oh, wait, I'm not doing that anymore. Okay, you guys go with it. <laughs> oh, yeah, seriously. That was awesome. And I'm Cromley. Okay, that was good. Soon we'll be making another run The love bone Promises something for everyone Blend one part geek, one part artist, and a shot of bartending, and you get Taverncast's producer, Bryce Irwin. The editor of TC, his love of quirky music, B-movies, film scores, and 1950s pop culture are instantly recognizable on the show. My my role on the show is kind of a poor man's amateur executive producer. I think I more or less am the hard-driving, slave-driving director guy who keeps everything going and makes sure everybody talks into the mic and does their job and... <laughs> Makes it sound halfway, halfway decent, and then uh, I take care of ninety-five percent of the post-production on the show. I do, I do the editing, I do the sound mixing, I do the song placement. Um, I basically make the final version of the show that uh, the listeners here come to fruition. Plus, I'm a B-level host. Well, I suppose Bryce is the one who costs us to spend all this money on a fancy studio. I think others will back me up when Bryce is certainly the, um, the the prissiest and most picky about our audio quality, which considering it's going out as a mono stream, MP3 stream from a studio that had a grand total of $100 spent on it is kind of funny. And considering there's podcasts out there that, spend, that make tons more money than us who have far lower audio quality, I've always found interesting. But outside of that, he always has good ideas, out and always, maybe... 40% of the time has good ideas. Of course, I always have good ideas. Uh, Bryce sometimes has good ideas. Oftentimes, you just kind of have to, like, you know, roll with the flow and keep him happy, or he'll start, you know, thrashing around and knocking things over and, and drooling. So, 
You have to avoid that. Bryce is who I definitely connect with the most. It's it's one of those relationships that you'll that I, you know personally I'll always uh, be thankful for because I, it helped me grow a lot and learn a lot about who I am and, and what I did that way and and basically he he took a big risk I mean at the time I came in it was it was a club I mean Tavern Cast was a club it was you know the crew from from Michigan and they sat down in a room together and they recorded stuff together and. You know, it would have been really easy for him to make me the, you know, the shemp of the show, you know, and and uh, it wasn't that way at all. It was it was very quick for me to, to feel like part of the team, and, and I'll always appreciate that. Bryce really is the cloud of ideas that is TavernCast at its core. He's the creative maker. He's the, the juice guy, and that sounds kind of gross. No, no, start over. This is too hard. I'm going to have to edit this all over again. You're too loud. You're talking over each other. Bill, we need more screaming. If Bryce weren't in this, there wouldn't be a tavern cast. As time went on, as we were planning the shows, if Bryce wasn't at the helm moving things forward, the show really would have just kind of gone nowhere because the creativity really shows it's one of the things that really sets the show apart. He's kind of like the Wizard of Oz of tavern cast. Pay no attention to the nude behind the curtain. That's, <laughs> that's totally Bryce. You would think that Bryce Irwin is this ego, maniacal, uh, sarcastic... Larger than life, son of a bitch, and you'd be completely wrong. Bryce Irwin is a pacifist, and he believes in life. He is one with nature. He is one with the universe. He is a soft-spoken individual that becomes a voracious tiger when the mics go on, but when they turn off, he is a literal mild-mannered reporter. His love of fellow man, his love of women, his love of animals. I don't know if anybody within the sound of my voice has seen the movie The Cove with Hayden Panettiere, whatever her name is, whatever the f***. But her and the flipper trainer guy, when they are out there, you will notice in the water one of the extras... That's right, none other than Bryce Irwin. He went to Tokyo. He went out there in Japan, was part of the whole movement to stop the dolphins because Bryce Irwin is all about peace and love and happiness and dolphins. And that's really why he started playing World of Warcraft was for the dolphins, but there weren't any dolphins, so he thought he'd play it for unicorns, and there weren't unicorns. But he found other things that were pacifist and loving and caring and tender and kind and he is the most loving and tender and kind man I know Bryce Irwin Bryce is a perfectionist when it comes to the show if it isn't right if the timing's not right if we didn't say it quite right if the sound effects weren't great he really wants to get things done a certain way because the show has got such high production quality that is all due to Bryce that is 100% Bryce Irwin right there. He always thinks that he is the better looking one in the group. He does not say it. He does not try to dress like it. But he always has this look in his eyes that, you know, I am German. Therefore, I must be better than all you guys. Having Bryce on there was kind of intimidating. Uh, You know, me being an Asian, he being a German, the whole size thing. I think without Bryce, a lot of this cool sound effects that you guys hear would not have been possible actually if i did if i did it actually it would have probably been full of crap bryce he is he puts the magic in the show you know he puts the magic somewhere else too but that's that's a different topic for another another show 
Bryce is hilarious, I think, uh, at, a, at a very geeky level. He's got big-time nerd cred. He's a perfectionist. I mean, I love working with him because he, he knows how to put something together right, and it should be how it should be done. And he, and he doesn't cut corners, and, he, and he, it, it shows. Personally, I like Bryce a lot. He's, he's, uh, uh, he's fun to hang out with. He's a football player, and I was a soccer player, but <laughs> we seem to get along okay. <laughs> Hi, I'm Bryce. I'm the host of the show. I am the master of the show. I edit the show. Man, I spend 10 hours editing this shit, and someday it's going to pay off. But you know what? I do it because I love it, because I love the audience, because I love the users. Ugh, I don't care if you guys f*** up and I have to stay 12 hours up all night just editing the show. It's going to be worth it. You know, I do it because I love it, in a German way. Budweiser, don't bring that crap down here. I'm not drinking that swill. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, all right, we're going to do this show. I got something written down. Uh, Bill, <laughs> Bill, shut up. Shut up. Sh- okay, shut up. Shut, shut up. All right. All right, here we go. I got this written down. We're going to go Taverncast take... Oh, Welcome to Taverncast. Oh, God. I suck. I suck. I suck. I know. It's ridiculous. I, this just... Uh, I don't... Okay, okay. I'll fix it and edit. I'll fix it and edit. I'm, I'm the editing master. Okay, ready. Let's just... Why don't we just go with the beer bot take, okay? Beer bot. This is BeerBot. Hello, BeerBot number one. I'm gonna go. You must comply, 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 comply. Okay, that's good. I'll just fix that and edit. That's gonna be good. It's gonna be genius. We've got great outtakes. Bill, can you give me with the Don Jose? No? Okay, have you got somebody new? How about Arnold Schwarzenegger? Bruce Willis? How about uh, Al Capone? Al Capone would be good. Al Capone, you don't even... There are no recordings of Al Capone. All right. Perfect. All right. I'll fix that and edit. Okay, this has been Tamercast number 38. I'm Bryce. I mean, I'm Aloysius. I mean, I'm Aloysius. I mean, whatever. Okay, I'll fix it and edit. After nearly disappearing from the internet airwaves altogether after the third season, TC is back in business and returning to what made the show great. Beer-soaked banter with a wicked sense of humor at a regular tavern night. And as always, you're invited to come along. It's always good to see that, you know, the popularity is still there and it still has a following that it does. And, you know, no matter what the format is, I don't think the format is what makes the show as successful. It's always going to be the personalities. As long as you have personalities like uh, Bryce and Eric and Bill and and Michelle, I I always told Bryce when I started, you could sit there and talk for two hours about dirt, but as long as it's funny and engaging, people will listen to it. It doesn't matter if it's about, you know, World of Warcraft or, you know, News of the Day or whatever. I, You know, whether Taverncast is around for, you know, five more episodes or 500, I, I think it'll always not only be successful, but it'll definitely hold a special place for me. I would say within two years, Taverncast will probably own a small country. Um, which will probably be the most mismanaged and corrupt country on the face of the earth. And I'm kind of looking forward to that. Uh, It might be two years before we actually have another show come out. Or we may be, like, huge. Probably more likely we won't have another show come out for two years. Or we'll probably have, you know, within two years, we'll probably manage to get four shows out. If we're lucky. And three of them will be about, like, UFOs and shit. My magic eight ball says that in the future, Taverncast will be bought by Network. Seriously! I think we are one of the best podcasts out there. We have a bunch of wacky characters, which always attracts an audience, and we would be a good buy. So buy this motherfucker. I think the Tavern Cast will continue to be an entertaining show because the the hosts themselves are entertaining to listen to, and 
the topics that they come up with are things that genuinely interest them. And whenever you come across someone in real life who's talking about something that they're genuinely interested in and can get fired up about, you can listen to somebody talk about talk about the most inane crap and you'll be sitting there and going, wow, that's really great. I think Tavern Cash is returning to its roots in this new series. Uh, we're basically rebooting the show, but I think it's returning to its roots as being a show that was founded in a bar with just a bunch of friends hanging out talking. And we, of course, made the original show about something that we were talking a lot about at the time, which was World of Warcraft. But it's really not the case anymore, and so I think we're kind of returning the show just back to its roots of talking about whatever we're talking about in the bar. And so it's a pretty good gig. So I think we're just returning to the roots, and I think the show will continue to have success if we stick to those roots. I see Taverncast just hitting its stride in its new iteration. It's going to be a pretty fun ride, and I'm looking forward to the time spent with three other friends of mine recording Taverncast. On behalf of all the Taverncast crew, we want to thank you for taking this journey with us these past five years in supporting the show and giving us an audience to entertain. Hope you've enjoyed this inside look at the first five years of Taverncast. See you on the show. I am Brian. I am Derek. I'm Michelle. I'm Mike. I'm Bill. I'm Eric. I'm Bryce. This This is is Taverncast. Taverncast is performed in a closed recording studio by trained professionals. Do not attempt this show at home. Taverncast does not endorse underage drinking and reminds those of you who are of age to have fun and drink responsibly. Taverncast is a Snapdragon production. Visit us online at www.taverncast.com. Taverncast.